Hello, everybody, and welcome back, back, <laughs> back, back. Welcome back to Behind the Chainsaws. The attack of the chainsaw. <laughs> the attack of the chainsaws. Um, I'm your host, Caleb, with my fellow host, Gabe. Pleasure. And we have a special guest on the podcast today. Hi, <laughs> Johnny. Hey, hey. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. Okay. Uh, yeah. Glad to be here. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast, guys. It's mm-hmm. it's an honor. We've only been making him listen to us for a while, so yeah. yes. So for everyone listening to all, I think we're up to forty listeners now. I don't. Know. I have no idea. I have, but I anyway, our our Instagram has quite a few followers. But anyway. For all of you who have been listening, Johnny is our proof listener. He he hears every episode before it comes out. Um, most and he of also, time. yeah, most of the time. You, he takes a while. He's slow. Yeah, send help, please. <laughs> it's he's uh, trapped in our his basement ear, right now. His ears just bleed as they're listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm the I'm the OG listener. So yeah, you were the first, original listener. I'm the first fan you guys had. Yeah. It wasn't that we my can... choice, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, makes sense. Hey, Gabe, guess yeah. what time it is? 4.20. No. No, it's 9.02, but it's sponsor time. Oh, that's right, that time. I'm kind of sad <laughs> it's not 4.20. <laughs> Cheers right, to... Liquid death. Want... Yes. Crack the can and take a sip. And we'll begin this on a... I can't figure out a rhyme for that. We'll continue this on a... Good stuff. That's good. Menu. We'll continue this on a menu. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, where did that come from? Because continue rhymes with menu. Oh, no. You know... <laughs> no. You know... Do you have a story for us? <laughs> Great start. All right. Yeah, actually, I do. Great. So all three of us, our home state is Colorado. So I thought I'd do a couple. Well, a Colorado story. Great. Is it another cave? No. Thank heavens. <laughs> it's not another cave. It's a boat. Oh. No, I'm kidding. On, well, I was about to say a boat in Colorado. <laughs> A landlocked state. <laughs> that was the cruise ship. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, Alf- Alfred Packer. Anybody? No? No. Oh, okay. I once watched a movie on this when I was little, and it scared the living crud out of me. Mm-hmm. That that was the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> they made a movie about this? Yeah, there's a movie, a book, a bunch of other stuff, so... Um. Anyway, Alfred Grinner Packer, January 21st, 1842, and then April 23rd, 1907 is when he died, so born and death. Okay. Birth and death. How old is he? How old, or was he old age? <laughs> Math. <laughs> it had been 65. <laughs> is that actually correct? Hold on. You, you said words, I, and I'm not joking when it's like, yeah, numbers. It just, you listed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I heard like something 91 and so, there's something before that. The rest of it was just, yeah, numbers. <laughs> Quit looking at my paper. 
Uh, this is for my uh, yeah. It's his paper. Bring this your own computer next time. Okay. Actually, <laughs> do some work, Johnny. <laughs> He's here to make entertainment. That is true. Cheers to our Johnny. Cheers. To Cheers. Cheers to, to our the one quiet person we know making extra entertainment. <sighs> yes. So, anyways, Alfred Packer, also known as the Colorado Cannibal. <laughs> the look of hate I just got. Um, <laughs> just disappointment. That's all. Yeah. No, no. For me, it was actual hate. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. For I, me, it was a stare of solid ice. If looks could kill, they would. Because mm-hmm. she's a wicked woman. Isn't that how that song goes? You're getting an even harder stare <laughs> of ice. <laughs> All right, carry on. I, I feel under scrutiny now that there's two of you. And it's yeah, it's not just me, me being mean. It's someone else. No, it's Johnny here, too. Just, what just, what just, are you rushing me for? Oh, because I kind of want to hear the story. I'm, you know, all right, he's actually, all right. He's actually taken an interest. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's awesome. And that's very hard to do with us. That is true. <laughs> Um, Alfred Packer was an American prospector and a self-proclaimed professional. And okay, so that's going to come in really important in a minute. Self-proclaimed professional. I love those wild people. Wild or wilderness guide. So he claimed he was a professional wilderness guide. I love um, these kind of Yes, people. it's going to be a good story. <laughs> um, so he and five other men attempted to travel through the San Juan Mountains of Colorado during the peak of winter when the harshest of storms were happening. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, smart, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, we're notorious for cold. We are, we are. Um... So, let's see here. We'll start with Packer's early life. Um, Alfred Grinner Bagger was born in an unqu- words <laughs> words a un like de- underdeveloped area of Algahethy County. I don't know. You can give He's that poor. a try. He's poor. He's poor. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. All you need to know is that it's in Pennsylvania. It's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Who cares what county? Well, then people can make fun of said county. Hey, it works. All right. Anyway, it's in Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh on January 1st, 1842. Uh, and, a, and was one of three children born to James Packer and his wait, wife. Wait. Well, yes. wait. 1842. Because yes. I thought the other time when you said he died in 1991. No, he... <laughs> 1907. Oh, okay. See, as I said before, <laughs> Yeah, because I just... I heard words before. <laughs> I just heard numbers. No. So he was born January 21st, 1842, and was one of three children born to James Packer and his wife, Esther Grinner. James Packer had moved his, uh, so James Packer, the dad, had moved his family to LaGrange County, Indiana, where he worked as a cabinet maker, nerd, 
Uh, <laughs> like that's less nerd. That's less. I mean, nerd. that I was is going to say he turned into a hooser. No, I, I cabinet maker would be more just failure. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ouch! Hey, if any Ouch. of our listeners are cabinet makers, I'm sorry. Um, Alfred is to have said. Alfred is said to have had a bitter relationship with his parents and later moved in his late teens to the Minnesota area where he worked as a shoemaker. Another you know, failure of a job, yeah, but that's, okay. That's, I was going to say that's, that's worse than the cabinet. Oh, maker. I agree. Who, who makes the, the elves shoe? make well. shoes? <laughs> <laughs> that's the elves' job. Santa's workers <laughs> over here making <laughs> shoes. It's like, you know, an elf, it's like there's three jobs an elf can do. Make shoes, bake cookies in a tree, and work in Santa's workshop. <laughs> Elves are elves are uh, elves are slave laborers. If ever I've seen one. <laughs> um, anyways, so career, and this is where Packer uh, got his idea that he could like be a guide. I guess um, Packer a, a sir quote guide quote yes big air quotes on guide. Hmm. Um, Packer served in the Union Army during the American Civil War. He enlisted on April 22nd, 1862 in Winnebago, Minnesota, and was assigned to the 16th U.S. Infantry Regiment, Company Shh. F. Oh, pause. It's it's not working. It's playing the music. <laughs> Don't stop that! <laughs> okay, let it go, let it go. Has, Continue. Please. Is it mine? Who's my? No, no, it's Johnny. It's Johnny's bike. He's, don't, it's, okay, let it go. Let, Gosh, just, dang it, Johnny! Dig, dig. No, it's oh. that's worse. No nope. touch. Just hold it, Johnny. Nope. The rest of the show, just <laughs> hold. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, this is a low budget podcast. <laughs> yeah, try taking it off guys. now. Just no, no, put it. It's hard. It's trying, trying. No, no, just no, no, because you have to push it up, push. So, anyways, you can find us on YouTube at Behind the Chainsaws. Plug us, plug us. You can find us at Instagram at Behind the Chainsaws. You can find us at Nobody Move. You can find us at what was our other? You said you Twitter? Did you say Twitter? Oh no, I did not. Twitter at Behind the Chainsaws. You can also find us on YouTube at Behind the Chainsaws. Did you make a Facebook? Yes, it has our profile picture. I can't get the name changed for whatever reason. So it's behind the chainsaws, but then it also has my real name. Oh, well, then you need to oh, fix that's that. awkward. Yeah. You got to yeah. fix that. Yeah, and it's not the name I use on the podcast either. Oh. It's a random name that I made up. Can you just delete oh, well, that account? Yeah, I, I, well, I'm following a very special person I met. <laughs> and then you I know, want Johnny you to know, meet. You know, Wait, you do want me just, to meet No, 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 stop. Just, yeah. just, oh, nice. We don't have a Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just oh, so forget people, if they, if they look at, up, are the they gonna time, find at the time. At the time. So we don't have a Facebook. You need to fix that. <laughs> That's your job. That's not my job. That's your job. <laughs> I can do that. I need I need to just delete it and start all yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. All right, but continuing, continue with we were he was making shoes. 
What is this on my arm, dude? I don't know what that is. That's your maybe your own schnot for all I know. I don't think so. That's food. <laughs> yeah. You're going to sit five Good bucks enough. if you lick it. <laughs> you are a mess, my dude. I am. I'm, I'm a dirty mess right now. We're professionals. Yeah, yeah, professionals. Yeah, professional wilderness guys. <laughs> we're, we're professional podcasters. <laughs> yeah, in air quotes. I mean, we really are like the well, only different. Well, we once haven't, we we haven't resorted to cannibalism. Yeah, yet. once we turn and kill Johnny <laughs> and eat him, then he we'll does be like look a, delicious. Like I said, I please said. help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, see, I have the advantage of being short and small. I won't feed both of you for a while. That's true. Uh, That's true. Jo- Johnny's the in between. I'm fat. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? I say, I'm saying you have a lot of you, you have got a the lot most of meat, meat on you. Got yeah. a lot of good. <laughs> you could feed. You could feed a village, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, it's confirmed. I'm thick. <laughs> <laughs> With three C's, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Can I continue now? Yes, actually. Right. Okay. We, uh, we determined who we would eat first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only difference is I have a weapon, and neither of you do. Not on me, of course. My pocket knife is you in can't the hit car. Me with, you can't hit me with that weapon. I'm short and tiny. You can't, you can't hit me. You don't He's like, have I'm to too fast, boy. <laughs> I just have to take off your glasses. <laughs> that yeah, is true. That's true. You can barely see with them on. So. <laughs> Dude, the drive over here was sketchy. <laughs> he, saw, he saw a stump, and he's like, oh, man, there's a deer there. <laughs> And, like, we literally had to get up right up on that stump for him to realize, oh, that's a stump. Oh, my God. I also didn't see the small child in the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. um, So, Packer uh, was honorably discharged due to epilep- <laughs> epilepsy eight months later at Fort Ontario, New York. He moves south on June 25th, wait, wait, wait. 1860. What? Because he was in Minnesota. Yeah. So went, And then he went to New York. He joined the Union Army. Okay. And he moved around, I'm guessing moved around all kinds of places. Okay. Continue. Continue. Um, just for clarity, what is epilepsy? It's, it's like... Uh, I actually... It's like having a seizure except yeah, for retarded. No, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. So it's I'm I'm medically trained. Oh, I'm that's right. We, All right, yeah, we yeah. have so, an actual uh, shout out to Gabe. Congratulations yeah, on getting you. your medical doctor to you. <laughs> doctor, <laughs> doctor Gabe. <laughs> Damn. Had quotations. Doctor, <laughs> doctor. in air quotes. Yeah, but no, it's it's except it's in a nutshell. It's really really bad seizures, like full body seizures right you like happen at any time yeah you just like flop around and and phone it's bad okay yeah it's it's not like you had a seizure it's like (laughs) continual seizures or being prone to seizures to to seizures little seizures (laughs) (laughs) i'm always prone to little seizures dude they're bringing back the pretzel crust (laughs) pizza (laughs) 
I saw <laughs> that the other day. I was so happy. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'm so happy. Dude, you ever had that no, pretzel cuss? No. Oh, it's so good. But continue. We've moved <laughs> to sell how many minutes? Tangents. How many minutes have we already we're, we're gone for 15 minutes? 15 minutes of just <laughs> random stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please excuse us. Um, all right, so where was I? Oh, right. So, uh, let's see here. He moved south, and on June 25th, 1863... Actually, I have to... <laughs> are you <laughs> serious? Well, you know, given that I am Dr. Gabe, I have to... Last episode, I made a statement about CPR. We were chatting about CPR. Oh, yeah, that's right. We You don't do compressions for an inch and a half. It's two inches, at least for an adult. Because I I got that wrong, and because I remember oh, listening to that Dr. episode, yeah, doctor, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listen, you're like listen. one of the doctors the on YouTube. This like I am. Nah, nah, this is how you <laughs> well, do here's, it. Yeah, we, were we discussing a young person? Because I could have been right if it was a young. We were person. talking about infants and adults last episode. So it's like baby CPR, an inch and a half, then. Yeah, it's baby CPR and toddlers, kind of adolescent, <laughs> adolescent. So, Damn. <laughs> but no, no, continue. I just had to, I only now thought of that. And it's like, oh no, someone's going to grill me for that. <laughs> I mean, I, the if, doctor has to cover his butt. If any of our listeners are medical, I do like um, <laughs> how you're medical. I'm fire. And, and Johnny. Johnny is nothing. Jo- Johnny. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Complete failure. We could get Johnny can carry the bags. He can carry. Yeah, you could carry all our gear for us. <laughs> Poor Johnny's people. like, I'm not a part of this podcast. <laughs> no, I I'm came kidding, as a buddy. guest where they clarity, grilled me. I, I bring people pizza. So. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> Poor well, at least they're they're happy. When I that do. is true. Yeah, that he's bringing true. Johnny's gift, bringing joy to people. Yes. Yeah. They don't. You don't get joy. They don't show when you, their appreciation with money, but they no no they show no no because here's Wait, the thing you don't bad. feel joy <laughs> you you don't feel joy when the firefighter comes to your house. Yeah, exactly. Nor do you feel joy when the medical person comes to fix your leg. But the pizza delivery guy. Yeah, he brings joy. He I always. mean, honestly, that's true. He's a joy bringer. Uh, so should now I just quit my story? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Continue, just, you know, though. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He moved south on June 25th, 1863. Any that's questions? Because cool. we've stopped there four times. <laughs> All right, and enlisted in the 8th Iowa Cavalry Regiment, Company C, in case you <laughs> need to know that, uh, at Utimanoa, Iowa. Nothing like Company C in Utimanoa, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> what company are you with? Companies I'm with Company C out of Utimanoa, Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> however he was just he was discharged at cleveland tennessee on april 22nd 1864 for the same reason epilepsy packer suffered from seizures secondary to his condition and is also reported 
as having had them about every two days. Damn. Yeah, that's that's why it's so dangerous, because yeah. it's just being so prone to seizures. Hmm. Which ultimately led to his discharge. He then traveled west and over the next nine years worked at numerous odd jobs. These professions ranged from hunter, wagon, teamster, ranch, and field worker. But his seizures and overall attitude ensured that he never kept a job for long. He also worked for a couple months as a guide. But those who knew him at the time later stated that being a guide was by no means his strong point. He couldn't remember things, was bad at directions, <laughs> and an all-around bad guide. <laughs> he just has a seizure on his horse <laughs> as he's riding. I, so, okay, that, that's a theme. That's going to be the theme of this entire story. This may have to be a two-parter, Gabe. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, cause we keep talking, Just but continue, anyway, continue. um, this'll be a, this'll be a continuous thing. He's oh, like, not no. good at directions. Mm -hmm. He's not a good guy. Mm -hmm. Um, he ended up working mining related jobs, drifting from mine to mine, but never found prosperity through the industry. He worked for a short time in Colorado as a miner, but moved on to Utah upon having no luck there. Most who knew Packer generally disliked and distrusted him, aided by his nearly pathological lying and reputation for stealing. Mm. He was quarrelsome and difficult to get along with. No one liked him. Okay. The Expedition. New Go chapter. Ahead. Yeah, new chapter. New chapter in life. Um, when is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, it says, in November 1873. <laughs> You're exceptional. <laughs> We're going to eat him first. <laughs> yeah. You realize if you eat me, your your IQ goes down by like 100. <laughs> uh, yeah, my doctor points. That won't work well. <laughs> You'll go from a doctor to a nurse real fast. <laughs> Shout out to kid. nurses. You guys are awesome. Hey, where would I go? I'll go to a small town doctor. <laughs> you'd go to, you'd go, no, you'd go from a doctor all like straight down to an EMT. Dang. Shout out to EMTs. You you're, guys are awesome. Uh, EMTs are better than EMRs. You and EMRs are, are better than nothing. <laughs> Better than pizza delivery guys. <laughs> that is true, and they're better than fire guys. Ooh. I just roasted myself there. Yeah. Um, par paramedics are good though. Paragod. Continue. <laughs> Paragod. <laughs> uh, anyways, in November 1873, twenty men left the Birmingham Canyon mines near Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, well, I actually can't nag you because I forgot to silence my phone. So as much as I really want to, and I'm fighting myself so hard to not say something. Carry on. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Chainsaws. I have some editing to do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, where was I? Is this how it usually goes? No. Now that you're here, you're throwing the whole vibe off. Oh. Um, 
For the Goldfields of Breckenridge, Colorado Territory, upon news of the massive strike that was discovered there, for all of you who do not know, a strike is a gold strike. It means they found gold in large quantities. I don't know. I I have to explain this stuff for Johnny. Uh, (laughs) After Bob McGrew... After what, what grew? <laughs> Bob McGrew. What a name, dude. Yeah, did, did Bob Mc actually grow? Or is <laughs> we have a term for him in medical standards. We call him Big Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bob. <laughs> um, after Bob McGrew rallied any willing men to follow him, a member of this original party, George Tracy, claimed that the men encountered... Packer, some 25 miles from their starting point near Provo. Packer asked where they were headed, and when they heard, and when he heard that they were headed into the gold country San Juan Mountains, he said he'd like to join them. Hmm? And so Packer joined. Um, Packer was without money and also lacked adequate supplies, so the men were apprehensive to take him along. But Packer claimed he was both a prospector and an excellent guy that knew the San Juan territory very well. Mm-hmm. That was a lie. Um, he, he claimed his claim gave him a position of worth amongst amongst the simple prospectors who knew little of nothing of Colorado's geography. Unfortunately, unfortunately neither did Packer. Um, Members of this original party later said that he had vastly overstated his experience of being a seasoned guide familiar to the area, or had even possibly fabricated his qualifications altogether. Um, he did not have a rifle at the time of the expedition. He only had a revolver. Um, which is really bad. He had a revolver and some clothes. And some clothes. And that's it. That's it. So when so uh, most of the people who were in this reported that Packer was greedy and uh, greedy and, and selfish when it came to rations. Didn't like to share food. Didn't like to share any money. Nothing. You know, I actually like this guy. Sharing is not caring. <laughs> mine means mine. <laughs> Uh, right. so <laughs> Dr. Game, <laughs> Dr. Game, he was, drugs are mine. <laughs> he was reported to, uh, be constantly quarreling with a party member named Frank Miller. At the time of his first trial, Packer was characterized as a whining fraud by party member Preston Nutter. His seizures also made him... <laughs> Oh, no. Presence in the group strenuous. <coughs> Should we continue? Any yeah. questions? <laughs> no, continue. All right. <coughs> After I choke to death. Liquid Dr. death. Dave. <laughs> Liquid, Liquid death. death. Liquid death mountain water. <laughs> the party made less than adequate progress towards their destination. The winter was becoming a major obstacle. Uh, as the wagons and horses uh, began to get bogged down along with the fact that the Spanish trail they were likely following was becoming was becoming heavily snowed. Uh, this was forcing the men to rely almost solely on a compass and Packer's experience as a guide. Mm-hmm. So 
pretty Which bad. Which is none. Yeah. Um, provisions quickly ran out, and the men were reduced to surviving for a considerable length of, t- length of time on horse feed. And they were nearing the point where the horses themselves were next to be eaten. On je- uh, So this is the Donner Party, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Only difference is, the do- is less people mm-hmm. and one guy that screwed everything up. Well, because... Uh, I mean, it's the Donner Party. We need we to cover the, the Donner, Donner Party. Party. We really ought to. All right, but continue. But it's pretty much, it's the Donner Party, just less famous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, we need to watch that movie. There's a movie about this. I need to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Um. Continue, please. On January 21st, 1840 or 1874, the party came came upon the encampment of Chief Chief Ugre. He's an Indian. Great. Um, Known as the White Man. I I love Chief Ugre. (laughs) Ugre. Love that guy. Great guy. Ooga booga. Yeah. Treated him, gave him surgery on the house. (laughs) (laughs) Ooga booga, time for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Shout out to episode three, I think that was. No, that was, it was either five or six. Okay, shout out to episode either five. Because I did Alcatraz then. Yeah, and I did Sagatuir. No, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what you did for them for that time period. Anyway, um, Chief Ugre. Known as the White Man's Friend near Montrose, Colorado, uh, was peaceful. Obviously, the name. Please tell me they ate him. (laughs) (laughs) I would love for them to eat him. Um, The men were desperate, but still approached the camp with great caution, unsure of how they would be received by the tribe. Although they report reported <laughs> reportedly scared some of the Utes away with their haggard appearance, Chief Urgre greeted them as welcome guests and supplied them with food and lodging. To their grateful astonishment, he recommended that they postpone their expedition until spring, since they were likely to encounter dangerous winter weather in the mountains. He told them that no Ute would attempt such a journey and that to chant to chance it would be a cert- almost certain death. Mm-hmm. Um, U- Ugure offered to allow the men to stay with his tribe until winter was over um, and promised to share all the supplies his people had with the, the Packer party. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a very good deal. Even if you have to do some work or somewhere, it's like, yeah, just fetch the oh, yeah. water in the morning. That's a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. That's a great... Um, Breckenridge was being descended upon by miners from all over the country, and the fear of missing out on the riches made the Excuse men me. anxious to continue. After a couple of weeks with Ugure and his people... The party convened and discussed leaving. However, it was the beginning of February at this point, and the snow had been relentless since their arrival, Mm. meaning that half of the party was forced to stay put with their wagons and horses until spring. Eleven men were uncumbered. Uncucumbered. (laughs) 
<laughs> Joke. Comedy. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, no. And so they decided to proceed on. They intended to first travel to the Los Pinos Indian Agency, which was the closest outpost to the camp, and proceeded onward to the Breckenridge from there. Chief Ugre saw that there was no changing the men's mind and gave them food for their journey, as well as the safe directions that bypassed the mountain. Packer, however, was in favor of getting to the agency by going through the mountains, stating it was more of a direct route. Five of the 11 men were adamantly in favor of following Ugre's directions, which would largely have them following the Gunnison River along the banks. Packer instead, or Packer insisted that he knew the country well enough and that his way was quicker, eventually <laughs> securing them five men to follow him to an almost certain death. Hmm. All of D. Oliver D. So, um, also, I'm going to make this a thing. If we hit, if we hit, I don't know. I'm going to go, if we hit 60,000 listeners. Oh, great. Oh, dear. Me and Johnny, because I have been, I have been to the trailhead where Packer started his journey. You're going to eat, Johnny? No, I was going to say, I'll hike, I will hike that trailhead. The way, not in the same weather in the <laughs> summertime. I'm not that stupid. What was our goal for Alcatraz? Can't I have remember. no idea. You got to go back and listen. You guys are going to have to re-listen to all your episodes because you're making all these promises. Yeah, he's, and if you he's, ever get there. I've, I've made, <laughs> no, no, he's made promises. I've I made, made a lot of promises. I've made one promise. He has a promise to get a lobotomy. Yeah. That's the fun one. Oh, yeah. The promise please I've made is... <laughs> yeah, please do. We really need support. <laughs> Caleb needs a lobotomy. <laughs> if you can't tell. I, I, that's, the one, that's the only promise I've made, is to go to Alcatraz if we hit set number of things. I gotta listen. I gotta refresh myself. Set, set number of things. Set number of people. Caleb really needs that lobotomy. The faces he's making of me, he really needs it. You know it. Oliver D. Lissenhauser, Lustenhauser, and the four other men left first following the Gunnison River. This party's own journey was besieged by bad weather and freezing temperatures, and although they followed the river, provisions ran out well before they reached their destination. The men were close to starvation when cowhands with the government cattle camp near Gunnison, Colorado, came upon them by chance and gave them food and shelter. They remained at the camp until later that April. So, one of the parties that went out from Chief Ugaray's places actually made it. Um, as for Packer's party, we'll find out. Uh, Just what? Uh, on February 9th, Packer and the five others... In his party, left for Los Pinos Indian Agency, intending to travel, traverse the mountains. Besides Packer, the group comprised of Shannon Wilson Bell, James Humphrey, Frank Butcher Miller, George California Noon, and Israel Swan. Sounds like a pretty cool party. It does. I kind of want to. I kind of what? Stop tapping your glass. It's getting really annoying. 
let go of your liquid death. <laughs> just let it go. It's, they know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, d- dang it. Uh, <laughs> where am I? Oh, the fact that no one in the group oppose the departure of their guide has led many researchers to conclude that Packer's inexperience and overall attitude had become quite taxing on them. Really well. And that they figured that they were better off without him. The men in Packer's party had a 75-mile journey ahead of them. The leader of the combined parties, Bob McGrew, guided Packer's party along the river route advised by Chief Ugre, until his horse could not continue. McGrew unloaded the men's provisions and went back to Ugre's camp. The men con- continued along the river for a time before Packer took his party along the path higher up into the San Juan Mountains, disregarding Ugre's ominous warning. This decision was made when the men barely had enough food to cover the supposed 14 days it would take to travel the safest route. Also, they possessed... No snow clothes. Oh, so they're just in their... Boots, pants, shirts, with guns. <laughs> Dang. And whatever food they could carry on their backs. Exceptional genius. Yes. Um, they had no snowshoes. They had bare minimum... They had a bare minimum amount of matches with no flint and steels. And also had no heavy clothing... Uh, Nothing. They went into the mountains with one pistol, two rifles. Mind you, this is a big group. Mm -hmm. They went in with two rifles, one pistol, a couple of knives, a hatchet, and very little ammunition. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Brave. After after, uh, McGrew unloaded the men's supplies and departed back to Ugre's camp, no one knows what happened after this other than Packer's word. Okay. So we have to take what Packer So they're gives they're giving us, us a, a look into the future of only Packer make it makes it out. Yes. Yes. So cause he's the only person that makes it out. So out of this group, Packer's the only one, and he's he the only he He's gives the all the survive. yes, and so he can make the story, which we'll get into. He tries to save face, but it doesn't work. Hmm. We'll we'll get into that. So on April sixteenth, eighteen seventy four, Packer emerged from the woods alone and stumbled his way across a frozen lake bed to the Los Pinos Indian Agency near Sagachi, Colorado, with rags wrapped around his feet. As the men of the agency sat around a table of the mess hall eating, the door flung open. Packer stood before them, begging and crying for food and shelter. He had a rifle, a knife, and a steel coffee pot. And that was it. You gotta have your coffee. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I'm taking away. You have to have your coffee. Should have paid for heat. (laughs) (laughs) The men hurried Packer inside, sat him down at the table, and gave him some food. Which he vomited up as soon as he ate it. (laughs) Yeah, you can't just (laughs) eat down food when you've been starved for however long. Um, So, after several shots of whiskey, he he relayed to the men 
the events leading up to Ugre's camp, and then, and that he had been hired by five men to guide them to Breckenridge from there. He stated that during their journey, he had become snowblind and was lagging behind the remainder of his party, becoming a burden for them. Packer claimed that the members of the party, one in particular named Israel Swan, supplied him with a rifle. They then abandoned him and wished him luck. This is what I'm saying. He tried. He's he's, he's trying he's to spinning. Say. He's because he's the only person who can actually, you know, tell. Yeah. Uh, he claimed he was forced to survive on his own and make his way out of the mountains with minimal ammunition and virtually no supplies. Eating little else than roots and rosebuds the entire time he was alone. The men of the agency listened to his story, but found it rather odd that even though he had been lost in the wilderness for a little over two months, he did not look as malnourished and in bad a shape as most people would who were lost in the wilderness. Uh, his face was reported to have been ha- to have been bloated, as his overall physique was hardly skeletal. So he's so he's he's, he's not he's in got bad some shape. Meat. He's kind of maybe even a little chubby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Packer claimed he was broke. He sold the Winchester rifle he had in his possession to Major Downer, the agency's justice of the peace, for ten dollars. <laughs> can't even uh oh shoot okay um <laughs> he sold it for ten dollars i thought my phone went off uh equivalent to 240 dollars uh as of 2021 okay so pretty good pretty good not bad not bad yeah i mean I can't. not great but not bad yeah yeah packer stayed in the agency for 10 days before he expressed that he wished to go back home to Pennsylvania, and then headed to the nearby town of Sacachew, Sacachee, Sacachee, to buy supplies for his journey. Uh, Uh, Go on, go on. (laughs) When he reached Sacachee, Packer made arrangements to room in Dolan's saloon. Larry Dolman, the owner, claimed that Packer spent around $100 Equivalent to two thousand three hundred ninety-five dollars as of twenty twenty-one during his stay, and that Packer even offered to lend him three hundred dollars. Packer also spent seventy-eight in Otto Me's general store. It was also claimed that he had several different wallets in his possession. Packer drank heavily, and after becoming intoxicated. He gave conflicting stories regarding his journey and how he became and how he had became separated from the group of men. This led to quick gossip among the townspeople. Given his innocent story, it didn't seem so innocent now. Um, the endless cash flow, his inconsistent story, and the fact that his party was still unheard from. Made Packer look even more guilty. Preston Nutter, a member of the original party who remained at Ugre's camp, arrived in Sacachee 
around this time with two other original party members. Because if you remember, mm-hmm. half the party stayed there. One group split off and went down the river and were found by cowboys. And the other one was led by Packer. Mm-hmm. So there's three parties, mm-hmm. two of which made it. Um, he encountered Packer and Dolin Saloon drinking and carrying on. Nutter asked Packer where the rest of his party was. With Packer claiming that he had got his feet wet and frozen, he stated that they had set up camp when a renter storm set in and he had started a fire to warm up while the others went ahead to look for food. Packer claimed that Swan left him with his rifle in case of trouble and that they never returned. He presumed they had abandoned him. He claimed... He was forced to leave the party to an unknown fate as he had no other idea where they went when they had left him. And he mainly, and he lived mainly on rosebuds, blah, blah, occasional squirrels, but he didn't have a lot of ammo. Uh, Nutter thought this story was odd, though, considering that Packer looked rather well fed and that it would have been a fatal choice for five miners unfamiliar with Colorado to abandon their guide in quotation marks mm-hmm. in the snowbound mountains in the middle of a snowstorm mm-hmm. for territory that Packer claimed he knew yeah. extraordinarily well. Mm-hmm. Are we good on time? Or yeah, well, is you know, this a it's a two parter. It's running long. I mean, how how much longer have you gotten this sucker? Uh <laughs> A lot. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, this is a two-parter, because we're at 45 minutes currently. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'll finish up where I'm at right now, and then we'll... Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, finish, finish to a, a cliffhanger. Yes. Nutter also thought it particular that Israel Swan would give Packer his rifle, leaving the group of four with only one rifle as a means of shooting game. Additionally, he noted that Packer had in his possession a skinning knife that belonged to Frank Miller. When Nutter asked Packer how he came to have it, Packer claimed that Miller had stuck it in a tree and walked off without it. Having having had doubts about Packer's story from the beginning, Nutter was convinced that something nefarious had happened. Nutter had come to view... Nutter had come to view Packer in the same negative light as all the other members. Uh, Packer's behavior began to lead up um, to suspicions uh, during his questioning. Um, accusations were flung and words were exchanged with Nutter threatening to hang Packer. Nutter later stated regarding Packer, he was a sulky, obstinate, and quarrelsome. He was a petty theft willing to think, take things that did not belong to him, whether of any value or not. End of quote. The two men were separated. Packer made plans to move on very soon. Meanwhile, back at Los Pinos Indian Agency, two men of the five-man party that had taken the Gunnison River route before being rescued by government cowhands finally arrived at their destination. They were joined a few days later by the remaining three men, including Oliver D. Larsenhauser. The men were introduced to the agent, the head of the agency, General Charles Adams. That's an American name. I remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> who greeted them and relayed to them that he had already received another member of their party by the name of Alfred Packer, and that he spoke of desertion at the hands of his companions. All five men immediately, without hesitation, discredited Packer and told the general and his staff that the men that they had known would never abandon a man to die. Never. Um, Losenhausen especially flatly told the general that Packer was not to be trusted and that he was sure that something bad had happened in the mountains. He noted, he noted the Winchester rifle carried in by Packer belonged to an elderly man in Packer's party and that the pipe he had left behind at the agency belonged to a man named Shannon Bell, who was also a member of Packer's party. The men convinced General Adams to dispatch a mounted agency officer to Sakachi at once to retrieve, retrieve Packer for questioning. Um, uh, Packer was in the possession of getting his things in the process of getting his things gathered and ready to leave the area when he was again approached by Nutter and some other men. The agency officer arrived just in time and got between the men. He told Packer he had been sent to enlist him as a guide to their search party for the missing men. Packer was very reluctant to go, but with little to no option other than vigilante justice, which means hanging. He agreed. <laughs> very, very yeah, there's, happily. There's one of two options. It's you hang or you come with us. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. He mounted his recently purchased horse and followed the officer back to Los Pinos, but not before Nutter had a private chat with the officer. And if you wish to stop, that is where we stop, because next up is Confessions. Okay. What well, we can't cliffhanger. Man. <laughs> it's, it's a cliffhanger. How You're do like, you expect, man. How do you expect us to get people to come back? Well, it, it's, it worked on me already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to like the end, because uh, Packers lied up to this point about everything. So? Mm-hmm. So, it's you're going to like it. But All right. Well, this will be fun. Yeah, so... To be continued, part two. Hold on, let me take a screenshot of this so I don't forget where I am. (laughs) (laughs) And while Caleb does that, it's halftime. All right. Hello, welcome back to Behind the Chainsaws. I'm here with my host, Gabe, and my... Friend. Friend. In quotations. (laughs) Friend quotation marks. We're being being mean. Okay. So, given that we have such a short amount of time before we reach an hour, I have a short story. Oh, good. At least ten minutes? (laughs) No, it'll probably go over. It'll manage, because this is actually quite entertaining. So, today I'm going to be talking about... The Laughter Epidemic of 1962. <laughs> literally, that that's comedy. how it starts. That, it's, that's kind of how it starts, literally. See, so, I, I'm good at this. So, in January of 1962, in a small British-run boarding school in a remote town on the coast of Lake Victoria in Tanzania, 
So this is where this happens in Tanzania. Isn't that in Africa? I believe it is. Okay. I'm pretty sure it is. No, it's in Asia. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's in Africa. So three girls began laughing. Possibly, it, we, we don't know why they were laughing. Maybe a joke. Maybe one of them farted. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Children. Yeah, they're, chi- they're, they're three girls. And, you know, the one makes a big enough, loud enough fart, and, you know, they're going to start laughing. Probably. <laughs> the look. The look you just now, granted, gave me I'm not a so woman, disturbing. So. I don't know. Maybe that's just I'm, my take. I it. I didn't know women farted. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. And they couldn't stop laughing. So that it's fart just, was so strong. You know, it pushed. It blew out a candle. <laughs> they just couldn't stop laughing. Okay. It was, it was so soon. The fit of giggles spread to their classmates. And the you know hmm. everyone's giggling, everyone's snickering. Um, <laughs> this, and it continued to spread until nearly sixty percent of the students were experiencing just laughing fits, like all the time, or like yeah, just throughout the they just they just start laughing. Sixty percent hmm. of the student body. Wow. Um, the students were restless, altering between uncontrollable bouts of laughter and sobbing that lasted from a few minutes to a few hours at a time. Wow. So some of the girls experienced other symptoms like physical pain, respiratory problems, fainting, and rashes. So, um... Okay, that's that's scientific facts. I don't want to know. You're just... Well, actually, no. This is fairly important. So, psychologists, psych, psychologist, doctors, me, and scientists were called in. So instead of for once, they didn't send in the nerds. They sent in the doctors. They actually they weren't like we need geologists <laughs> up here. They sent in the they sent in the doctors. The doctors. So, scientists and doctors were called in, and all of them at a loss for an explanation of what was happening. So, they could not find any toxins or any environmental factors that could have been causing the girls to laugh. I know what it is. What is it? Say you're sitting in a room with a bunch of big big people and they're they like have a bunch of fancy uniforms on and they're they're sitting there and one of them walks out he's like attention gentlemen we're testing this new weapon and we need to test it on a country no one's heard of (laughs) so where can we drop a bomb you know you the thing you make me think of is i ought to do a story on it i think it was I forget which president it was, but he had the theory of a gay bomb. I've yes, <laughs> yes. It's just we don't instead of the gay bomb, it's the laughter bomb. I mean, on yeah, it, yeah. I I who covered? I forget. Who I it know. Was. Okay, so I there's another podcast that I listened to that covered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know if I can say the name. 
of it no, on this podcast. No. But there's giving, another podcast that covered the gay free, We're giving Liquid Death free um, sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. But yeah, I can just I see gotta, a bunch of U.S. Up. generals. Just, Where's a country we can just bomb that no one will know about? <laughs> Besides Nagasaki, we need another wait, wait, country. Wait. What country was that? Nagasaki. <laughs> Besides the country. The country of Nagasaki. The country of Nagasaki. In That's where Blair. you get teriyaki. Teriyaki chicken. Goodness. Well, more like teriyaki cat, but hey, both work. Hey, you know, we don't care anymore. We've already been canceled. I mean, yeah. Honestly. I, I just love the country of Nagasaki. Nagasaki. I'm going to start a country now. <laughs> country of Nagasaki. And I'll have, like, on the flag just a piece of teriyaki chicken. <laughs> Ladies and okay. gentlemen, please do not cancel us. We yeah. are a good podcast. So, and extremely racist. <laughs> I don't know if that's racist, is it? I guess it kind of is, yeah. Only slightly. Uh, Only slightly. It's not any more racist than South Park. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, if South Park can get away with it, then behind the chainsaws can. Eh, fine. It's one of those things, you know. So all the girls' lab results came back as normal, so they could not figure out what was happening at all. So, by March, now keep in mind, this started in January. By March, the school officials gave up and... How many went, months is that? Two. Two. Okay. So, you start, you. You, start with, you start with January, then you go to February. April. <laughs> then to March, April, May, June, June July, July, August, September, September October, October, November. And December. No, no, this is not preschool. <laughs> you know how Johnny's I, just I, you know, they're failed, dude. They failed. Dude, what is it? So what's uh? I know sometimes like if cops pull you over, I think you were the one who told me this, Gabe, or you, Johnny. They'll make you like, is it say the alphabet backwards? Yeah. Even no, when no, I'm no, that wasn't me. I think it was Johnny yeah, then, yeah. right? That's one of the Even when I'm days. sober, I can't say <laughs> the alphabet backwards. Yeah, which is why you better not get pulled over. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Z Y X W So the girls they couldn't figure out what was happening. Like we can't figure out what's happening with Caleb. So by March, the school officials gave up and requested that parents take their daughters home. This was an all-girls school. <laughs> requested that they take ah, their daughters home. I didn't, home. I didn't know they could. <laughs> but as the girls fanned out into their respective communities, so they... <laughs> what did you even say? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I said I didn't know they could go to school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, dang. All right, it's this. This is what was the country to uh, Tanzania, not Tan- not Afghanistan, <laughs> but it's under uh, British control. Oh, never mind. It was a British then. border. I am school. sorry to women <laughs> in general. <laughs> you know, we might. Have I thought school. it was under Islamic control. No, 
I think actually that does because well, let me just continue. So <laughs> by right. March they had went into their they went home they went home to their communities, so around the country, their families and the people in their villages also started laughing. <clears throat> this this just just continued to spread. <laughs> so other schools also became infected. So in in all, hundreds of people were, quote, infected over the course of 18 months. Wow. So mostly young people and primarily girls, but older people and men came down with the laughing sickness as well. (laughs) So um, experts who have assessed the bizarre and singular epidemic both at the time and more recently say that it was a, quote, mass psychogenic illness an mpi for short because that's what i think of is that a real thing according to this article who wrote the article (laughs) (laughs) let's see let's who did wait no don't don't don't. how stuff works so i don't know how okay okay i guess or or mass hysteria journalist or just like i'm not i listen it's a low budget podcast i i don't have time to sit here and just figure things out Fair enough. I just have time to do a little bit of research, give you something I find that is of interest. So this can involve quickly spreading psychological symptoms that happen as a result of stressful situation experienced by a group of people. Symptoms don't always or or even usually involve laughter, but they can include fainting, chest pressure, trouble breathing, um... And crying, pretty much. There's also something else. Facial tics. Now, I don't know how to get fi- tics on your face. I don't know. I think you got wrinkles on your face, but you know, you know, never mind. No, your face <laughs> turns into a giant clock. You have your, your second finger, your minute finger, and your hour finger. and just You, go you have three fingers? Yeah. Clocks don't have three fingers. Yes, they, they have do. two fingers. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Do clocks have three fingers? Yes. Well, yeah. it depends on the clock. I mean, if it's a really stupid clock, it'll only have two. <laughs> you can only count minutes and hours. Proceeds to pull out a preschool like hand watch. You're like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hold mm-hmm. on. I kind of want Google images of clocks now. <laughs> you know, I was going to continue and tell you about how the country had now turned into its own kind of governing state, and they are no longer under British power. However, I think we've gone long enough, and now Caleb's looking at pictures of clocks. So I'd like to just... Oh, no, there are three hands on a clock. I'd like to just shut this, because I gave you the story. I gave you the big gist of the story. Okay, so basically, in 1962, Mm -hmm. a bunch of people started laughing in this country in Africa. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Like to conclude it, like it's it's after eighteen months they finally got it under control. But for eighteen months there was just laughter. So it just stopped spreading after that point. It just then... it either stopped spreading or people actually cooled their jets and realized that the girl farting and blowing out a candle was not that <laughs> funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty funny though. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> But uh, they finally they finally got over. You can only laugh at the same joke so many times. I guess so. The joke got old. Man. 
The, I disagree with that, actually. I think jokes could stay funny. Fine. I mean, but you know, it, no, seriously, I, for three years now, I've laughed at the same noise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, with oh. that, I know it's a shorter story of funny. which was less entertaining, but you know what? You got a long one and you've got a cliffhanger to yeah. come to the next one. Yeah, I already forgot. What <laughs> oh, my goodness. So All there's right. a guy named oh. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah, guy, right. the, the Ronald, <laughs> the it's arch nemesis. <laughs> it's nemesis. I think it is. What? You're stupid. <laughs> you were looking at clocks a moment ago. <laughs> we can't even remember what month of the year it is. <laughs> we had to or, go with or how many there are. I mean, I, I he know. doesn't know how many states there are. We've determined this There's already. 50. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What do you call people from Ohio? Uh, wasn't it Buckeye? Buckeye. I thought it was studs or p- potato, potato. That's Idaho. Oh, sputters. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I'd like to put this to a close. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>